Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. All right, welcome to episode number 11 of the Divine Line podcast with yours truly, Tyler Divine. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Joe Gaffey at Rule and Rule Realtors. Keeping clients safe is a top priority for Joe. Whether you're buying or selling, he has a variety of digital resources available to assist you including virtual tours. Joe can be reached by phone at 319-325-7727 or Joe Gaffey at ruralhomes.com. That's R-U-H-L-Homes.com. Uh, I got a good one today. I spoke with national recruiting expert Tom Lemming. Uh, Tom's on one of his road trips across the country uh, where he checks out high schools and you know, every state he stops through. Uh, he just passed through Iowa. He visited Southeast Polk. Uh, God, he went a lot of places. Um, so that was good. I, you know, it's always good to hear Tom talk about recruiting because he's been doing it for, God, 42 years, I think. And, you know, he's really knowledgeable on the subjects. I don't know how he keeps track of all this information of all these high school players in his head because uh, he was pulling it off the top, out, of, out of the top of his head when I talked to him because he was driving through northern Colorado, unless he's really good at reading and driving. Um, talked about that. Um, talked a little bit about, you know, some of the best high school prospects he's ever seen and a lot of other stuff too. So uh, it was a really fun conversation. Talked to him about 15 minutes. Um, and then, you know, after that, uh, maybe go over some some Purdue stuff. We got uh, almost a week until Iowa football. How about that? So without any further ado, we'll get into Tom Lemming. So you're, I, you know, you're taking one of your, your road trips right now. Um, and you came through Iowa. Um, is this one of the higher talent levels you've seen in the state of Iowa in recent memory? When you talk about top end players, yeah, I think because uh, uh, I'm looking more at the 2022 and 23 guys. I got to make one more trip through Iowa because I got to hit the Quad Cities and Cedar Rapids and places like that. But I was just actually in Des Moines, and then I stopped to see Aaron Graves, who's a much better player than people have him rated. Right? He's a he's a, he's a big time. He should be in one of the All America games. He's that good. Uh, and, uh, I think I know he wants to play defensive end. And, He's, he can grow into a defensive tackle, but he can also be an offensive lineman, too. Graves is uh, – him and Xavier are two kids that if they lived in Chicago would have had 50 offers. And kind of – I was going to ask you about Xavier Wanpa. I mean, how, what – he plays safety, but to me he almost could play linebacker. And running back and wide receiver. 
uh, as far as athletic ability, he's the best athlete in Iowa for sure. And he's one of the premier athletes in the country. I've, I've been through more than a third of the country for 2022 already, probably half of it. And, um, he's, he, he could stack up with all the great athletes nationally. Like I said, uh, which is good for Iowa and Iowa state where you don't get a lot of schools recruiting the state, but there's always players. The same as, uh, Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota. And the problem is there's, you know, you know, there's more talent in Florida, Georgia, Texas, California. So people head that way and do a little bit more. So, and plus, you know, Kirk has done such a great job at Iowa and Iowa state's doing a good job that a lot of times the schools, you know, Nebraska's always said Iowa because they're so close. And then the other schools will cherry pick uh, a guy like Xavier. And they would have done the same with Aaron, except Aaron, committed as a freshman and so they gave up on him and, and, and thus some people don't have him rated as high as he should be because he's of no use to a lot of people he's committed and you know you don't make money off committed players uh, a lot of the internet people so but if he had stayed open his recruiting he would have been offered by most schools in the country like xavier and he would have been a super national name also but those are the two players i went and saw henry at Council Bluffs, and he's a good, solid defensive tackle type, but I think he could also be an All-American type guard prospect. Um, um, are there any uh, players for, that you saw coming through the state um, that you may describe as diamonds in the rough? I don't know about diamonds in the rough, but the quarterback Jackson Daly over with uh, Xavier's school, I didn't I, I give him much better rating after I saw him in person and watched some of his film. He's outstanding. The coach there at Southeast Polk does a great job. He's uh, developing big-time ball players because they also have, the, in my opinion, a five-star type sophomore tackle at Caden Proctor. And uh, he's done a great job developing the players. So you got to give him a lot of credit because, you know, until about four or five years ago, I didn't really know much about the school. It was most of the kids would go to Dowling or, uh, you know, uh, schools on the peripheral of Des Moines. Um, speaking of Caden Proctor, I mean, that's a guy that's high on Iowa's list. I I would expect his recruitment to explode here pretty soon. Am I right? I'm probably right in thinking that, right? Well, I gave him five stars, so that probably will help because most of the schools kind of follow what I do on Twitter because they know I'm going to see all these kids these underclassmen in person. Now I finished like the seniors we did a while back. So now I'm already in 2022 and 23 and some 24 kids like I did yesterday in, uh, in, in uh, Nebraska. So uh, I do think that Caden Proctor will be a national name. He looks the part too. He's got the long arms, he's got great size. He plays well. He's only, a, he's only a sophomore. So, uh, they'll have their hands full, Iowa and Iowa State, you know, making sure that the Alabamas and the Iowa States of the world stay away from them. But they will be after him, all the school. He's that good. Very athletic and well coached. And uh, you stopped through Bellevue West in Nebraska, which has Keegan Johnson, who's a commit, an Iowa commit. Uh, from what you've seen of him, I mean, he's having an outstanding season so far i mean what do you see from from him that's another school that, that does a great job of developing ball players and when i was there, i'm not going to say what school because the coach not asked me but i'm going to be visiting the school pretty soon probably tomorrow 
that they had a quarterback visiting there and thinking about transferring over to them at Bellevue West from Colorado. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, do a great job. So, yeah, Johnson's an outstanding ball. I was watching the practice for a couple of hours two days ago. And uh, they've got two tight ends that are All-American potential in the 22 class. they got a real good running back. Then they got another freshman who could play a couple of positions. So Bellevue West probably should be everyone's first stop when they hit Nebraska, probably followed by Burkite going Omaha. What do you what, what do you know about those two tight ends? Because I was offered both Caden Helms oh, yeah. and Mike O'Reilly. I mean, what do you see from them on, on film? They're definitely both four stars. And once they get a little bit more weight and strength, they could be five stars. They're athletic enough to become five star players. Great hands. They both look like power forwards in basketball right now. And um, watching how easily they ran in practice. And they look one place wide receiver, actually. That's why. But they're both tight at size. And uh, they are, again, will be national recruits, whoever wants to recruit the Omaha area. But I was really impressed with uh, those guys and. Like, usually there's somebody out in Scott's Bluff or York or a place like that. But this year, the top five guys for 2022 are all in the Omaha area. Can you pinpoint the best Iowa high school football class you've seen in all your years of doing this? I've been doing it 42 years, so it'd be tough <laughs> to just kind of name it. Um, uh, the, 20, uh, the 2022 class could be outstanding. Uh because there are going to be more guys developing. And, and Iowa does, in my opinion, the best job of any school in the country of uh, evaluating and developing. So you watch. They'll be offering. Iowa State offers a lot of people. They, uh, I think they offer more than any other school I've seen in the country. So sometimes I think it just ran an offer guys to get that offer out early. But I was a little bit more uh, uh, practical when it comes to offers. And, you know, they'll – especially in state, they don't want to offer a guy and then all of a sudden back off on it because it'll make them look bad and the high school coach will get mad and, uh, you know, it'll hurt their image in state. So they, they're a little bit more cautious. But um, the way 2022 is developing could be something, a real exciting test for everybody. And now that you've got uh, Jackson Daly developing to a big-time quarterback, I think everything's kind of working out where – that class is going to just keep coming. If they can get three or four more guys, that'll be probably the best class I've seen the next ten, last 10, 15 years for sure. And uh, I, you know, going sort of off my last question, I wanted to ask you, I, I've seen you, you know, tweet things on uh, about, you know, guys 20 years ago, you know, some of the best prospects you've ever seen. Can you, I mean, you can't just choose one. Can you, I mean, are there like two or three of the, like the best high school players you've ever, you've ever well, seen? I did. I, I did it a couple years ago for t- my TV show, Randy Moss. My first okay. year, I interviewed, my first year I interviewed John Elway, Dan Marino, and Eric Dickerson in the fall of 78 for the class of 79. And the best year I saw was 94. Throughout the 90s, we did a show on ESPN, Disney World show. And that year we flew the top 25 guys down. I think 14 wound up as number one draft choices. Two Heisman Trophy winners in Charles Whitson and Ricky Williams. However, the best player in that class was Randy Moss. And still the best high school player I've ever seen on film. And I went down to see him as a sophomore, junior, and senior in Charleston, West Virginia. 
So I had a, you know, a bird's eye view of watching him develop. I had gotten a tip from a pit coach when he was a southpaw. Drove down. My son was about, I don't know, about four years old. Drove down with him. Charleston saw Randy as a sophomore. He was already an All-American, or going to be an All-American in basketball, track, and football. So he's the best player I've seen. I've seen all the great ones over the past 42 years. That I'd have to say be him. I even uh, put things out. Corey uh, Booker, the, the uh, senator from New Jersey, was one of my All-Americans. The Rock was one of my All-East guys from Allentown. Uh, LeBron James was one of my All-Americans. So there's been a lot of guys that actually didn't go football or advance too far in football. Even the rock was a backup in college, in college, he became a, you know, but his back, he was backing up Warren Sapp in Russell, Maryland. So that was understandable. Um, actually the, the, what you said about LeBron James is kind of interesting. I, is there, besides him, are there other multi-sport athletes that could have maybe gone NFL? Yeah. Ellen Iverson could have played corner in the NFL for sure. He was one of my old Americans as a, a quarterback corner out of Hampton, Virginia. But baseball, there's a ton of them. I even did a thing for my uh, my co-host, Greg Emsinger, for years ago. He's with Major League Baseball Network. So when he switched over, I gave him my all-time football baseball team. And, you know, Jeff Samarja went to Notre Dame, yeah. played for the Cubs, still pitching. Adam Dunn played for the White Sox, was a quarterback, signed with Texas. Joe Maurer, number one player in the country in football and baseball, wow. signed with Florida State. Um, Todd Helton, I brought um, Todd from – Todd was the starting quarterback at Tennessee and got beat out the next year by Peyton Manning, and he gave up football for baseball, and that was a smart move. Matt Holliday, I brought him to Disney World with Drew Henson, and uh, Henson's the guy that was starting ahead of Tom Brady, and – Left a year early so he could play for the Yankees after Steinbrenner gave him millions and opened the door for Brady to play. If not, we wouldn't probably have never heard of Tom Brady. Wow. And uh, Matt Holiday came down to the Disney World show that year from Oklahoma. Carl Crawford. Um, there's, there's so many baseball, football guys because the sports don't run together. Basketball's right there. So there are many basketball players that don't play both. They usually stop playing one or the other where they feel they're more comfortable with. And I, the best player in, in uh, Iowa this year, I mean, in uh, Minnesota, is a great basketball player, Eli King. He's the number one football player. I went and saw him for 2022. Everyone's offered him Iowa, Minnesota, Notre Dame, Stanford. But he's probably going to go basketball as a shooting guard. And uh, he's 6'3", 185. Real good athlete. So football's loss will be basketball's game. But he'll give up. He won't play football in college, I'm sure. So, I mean, there's a ton of baseball guys that went, uh, or football guys that went baseball first, Russell Wilson being one of them, but also uh, uh, Kaepernick also. Kaepernick played for the Cubs minor league team for a while, as did Quincy Carter. Josh Booty made it to the majors, but barely, and then went back to the LSU head coach, Matty Mothers. So a lot of them, baseball being the toughest sport to play, Hitting a hundred mile an hour fastball is the toughest thing to do in any sport. All the most of the great football players normally wind up back in football after taking in a million or two as baseball players. A great example is Chris Wenke, who is one of my national players of the year coming out of Creighton Durham. Chris signed with the Toronto Blue Jays instead of going to Florida State. 
And then he looked like he was doing good. I saw him, I think it was 1993, in the press box at the uh, up in Madison at the Wisconsin-Ohio State game. I was going to see who went to the Rose Bowl. And I said, Chris, how's it going? He goes, I'll be in the majors in one year. I'm doing great. I had 19 home runs in Dunedin and hit 300. And the next couple of years, he couldn't hit the fastballs or the off-seat pitch when he got to double-A and never made it to the majors. And I then went to Florida State as a 25-year-old freshman and won the Heisman at 27 or 28. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that. That was that was- He was another great baseball player. But, again, baseball's tough to – really tough to play and, uh, there's a lot of them that made it, but there's many, many more that didn't make it and went back to football. Right on. Hey, uh, Tom, I, I think that's all I have for you. I really appreciate your time, man. Well, sounds good. If you need anything else, just give me a call. Uh, thanks again to Tom for joining me. It was really good, really good conversation. It was really interesting to hear him uh, discuss the best high school prospects he's ever seen. I, you know, I'm. I'm only 29. I barely remember Peyton Manning playing at Tennessee, and I had no idea that he beat out Todd Helton. So that you know that was super interesting. I do remember Chris Winkie though. I remember Chris Winkie. I I remember Joe Maurer being highly recruited for both sports, um, and obviously I remember LeBron James. I mean, I remember watching him. I think his school played on ESPN. His uh, his football team played on ESPN um, when he was in high school, and it was incredible to see him play football so thanks again to tom lemming just a reminder that the divine line as always is brought to you by joe gaffey at rural and rural realtors keeping clients safe is a top priority for joe whether you're buying or selling he has a variety of digital resources available to assist you including virtual tours joe can be reached by phone at 319-325-7727 or joe gaffey at ruralhomes.com that's r-u-h-l homes.com i want to Throw out a quick reminder to everyone that we have a lot of good podcasts coming out in the Hawk Fanatic Podcast Network. We have Rob Howe on board now, um, and him and Ryan Merkin are doing stuff for Your Prep Sports as well. Rob's doing a weekly mailbag podcast. So check those out, and thanks for listening. Um, I wanted to kind of look ahead to Purdue a little bit. Um, I think that's going to be a shootout. I really do. Uh, Purdue has a lot of offensive firepower. Question at quarterback, much like Iowa. Questions at linebacker, much like Iowa now with Jimon Colbert out. And, you know, Barrington Wade having played sparingly. Jack Campbell, young guy coming in. Um, you know, I'm sure there will be a couple other guys that are going to be in the fold there, at, at least at the beginning of the season. Um, but that that Purdue offense, man, is bonkers. You have David Bell, who for a while when he was in high school, I thought it was going to end up coming to Iowa. Um, but you know, the combination of him and Rondale Moore, if Iowa can even slow them down, um, is, you know, will give them a way better chance to win that game. Um, but like I said, the question, you know, who knows how good Jack Plummer is at quarterback and, you know, I think he had 11 touchdowns and eight picks last year. Uh, they had that other guy whose name escapes me right now, um, playing two. Uh, so you know, I mean, David Bell shredded Iowa last year for 13 catches, 197 yards, touchdown. I mean, uh, freshman with over 1,000 yards receiving, you know. So I do – I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, but – and, and I'm excited to see Spencer Petrus in his first actual meaningful game action because um, he's got weapons too. He's got weapons too. Um, 
I don't know if Iowa has anybody as fast as Rondale Moore. I'd say that's unlikely, and uh, it's hard to be faster than Rondale Moore. But I think that, uh, you know, Iowa has a lot. I mean, I guess Amir Smith-Harstad is pretty fast, but uh, Iowa's got just as many, if not more, weapons on offense, and I'm really interested to see what Sam Laporta does. Showed some flashes last year. Big dude, big frame. Seems like a pretty pretty athletic guy for a tight end. Um, not that that's saying much anymore, but I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to end up being like 42 to 35 or something like that. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think a lot of points are going to be scored. And you have former Iowa player Bob Diaco running the defense now for Purdue. And it sounds like maybe they're going to be running a 3-4. I don't know if that's an advantage to Iowa. Advantage for Iowa, excuse me. I feel like only having three down linemen against you know, a power running attack like Iowa typically has is probably a disadvantage for the defense. But then you have, you know, the speed on the back end too. So, uh, you, I, but the question marks at linebacker for Purdue are pretty large question marks. We'll see, man. I say that all the time. I wonder if anybody's counting how many times I say, I say we'll see every podcast. Uh, I'm just excited to be able to cover a football game again, uh, even though it is from my home um so hopefully the season works out hopefully these testing measures work out for the big 10 and you know nothing gets too crazy or shut down so anyway thanks again to tom limming thanks again for listening and i'll see you next time